Welcome to Noise Violation Podcast. Today we have the living relationship with Fatima and Shane. Welcome to the show. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Happy yeah. to be here. So how did y'all get into the relationship niche or category? What drew you to that? Well, you know, I, I think it really started with our relationship and you know, it started, I mean, I guess where it really started was with all the bad relationships from the past, <laughs> but, you know, I think, and I'll share my experience, and uh, I think what happened was we both experienced a lot of drama, a lot of chaos, a lot of non-commitment, a lot of struggle and frustration and defeat and like, you know, are we ever going to meet anybody? And I, I think, you know, this is something we both experienced. And then when we got together and the way our relationship unfolded and, the, you know, certain principles that it unfolded along and a certain level of consciousness that we brought to it, like, I, I think we both went through enough in the past to like really be clear about what we were looking for. And we kind of met at the same place and, and we were able to consciously create our relationship rather than just kind of fall into it. And I think um, a lot of people just fall into it and then they get in situations they don't want to be in and they're like, why am I here? Why is this happening? And so our experience of that and then looking around at what was happening for other people and we kind of had a conversation one day I said, you know, we really need to show people how we did what we did <laughs> So, you know, they could do it too because people are getting into a lot of problems. And, and I think the way we went about consciously creating our relationship um, allowed, allowed us to navigate through a lot of problems that other people aren't necessarily getting through or are really struggling with. So I guess that would be the origin of it. Yeah. Um, so as you're going through those relationships, I guess the the bad ones, if you want to say, um, they're just reminders of what you didn't want. Um, so I guess what are the common complaints or, uh, topics that people bring up to you saying, Oh, I hate this about my relationship. Is there, a, is there common threads or common, uh, problems that people have? Well, you want to take that one? Yeah, you know, we what we hear, we work a lot also with, with people that are in the dating scene or just starting to date or within the first six months of dating somebody. And a lot of what we hear is like, um, you know, he doesn't want to commit or how do I get him to commit? Or how do I even meet a conscious person? There's there's not anybody out there. There, there aren't enough good ones out there. The good ones are taken and like a, a lot of guys don't want to have commitment. So um, we hear a lot of kind of the same story and, and we know that that's just absolutely false because we were, we created our relationship. We found each other and we, we, we knew like we could not be the only people out there that were looking for this. The very fact that we're looking for it means that there has to be someone else looking for it. So, and, and we attract a lot of women that are looking for it. So it's like, you're not the only ones out there. You're not alone. So, so we, allee, uh, we, we try to allay people's fears about like, oh, there's no one out there for me. 
Um, and, and we work with them from the beginning. So, so what does it mean to have a conscious relationship? Like, what does that mean when you're looking for a conscious relationship? How do you recognize one? How do you recognize someone who has the qualities and the characteristics um, that, that would, would have you create a, a conscious relationship with somebody? And how, how, do you, how do you work through that from the beginning? So someone may not even necessarily know, like, oh, yeah, I want to have a conscious relationship, but they may have some certain uh, qualities and values and principles that they want in their relationship. And how do you communicate that so that, um, so that you can see if the other person's on board with you. And then you go step by step. Um, it's, it's not something, like we said, it's not something that uh, we fall into. It's something that you create step by step and anybody can do it. Um, so, so I think, especially in dating, those are, those are the, the concerns that we, that we address, that we work with people on. And then it's about also um, empowering, it's an empowering experience getting to know like these are these are the qualities that I'm looking for this is what I want from a relationship this is the kind of partner I want and then how do I ask for that or how do I bring it up to to the person that I'm dating and how do we have these conversations so that when issues come up or when problems come up we can meet on a level and talk about them in a way that we both get what we want and um, I think I think that's that's most of what what we work with and then on and on as as the relationship moves forward like how to deal with challenges and and with other issues that come up in the relationship. Yeah, so I have a couple friends that have been through a couple struggling relationships where, um, you know, I live in Austin, which got uh, labeled the ghosting capital of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess there's people going through these, like a serial relationship. Um, mm. And so how does, is there some steps you take before you get in a relationship or before you start dating to, to prepare yourself or do you just go on a lot of dates and try to figure it out as you go along? Um, how does that beginning phase look where kind of like y'all went through is, you know, you had some rough relationships and then finally it hit you that, you know, I don't, I don't want to keep doing this. Um, I guess, what did it look like for y'all to say that you wanted to get in this conscious relationship? Well, it, you know, I think it's, it's funny because a lot of the people we work with start going around saying, I'm going to have a conscious relationship. And, you know, that's, uh, and I love that, but that's, that's not something we did. You know, like we, a conscious relationship is something we kind of came up with after the fact, looking back on it, like, you know, like we created a conscious relationship. So we didn't really know that's what we were doing until after we had done it but you know I, I think the the process at least for for well for both of us because we have obviously talked a lot about this but I, I think it was it was yeah like it, experiencing a lot of what we didn't want mm -hmm. but and I don't know why you know it's like the big question why do some people handle things one way and other people handle them another way you know I, I don't I don't know why, but a lot of people experience these things and get defeated by it. And they, and they go like, this is all that's out there. This is all the, the way it's always going to be. This is all on it, you know? And, and I think both of us just had this sense of like, no, there's gotta be something better than this. Yeah. And I think that caused us to dream about, well, how could it be? 
Mm -hmm. You know, what, what could it be like? And, and because we were doing that, we were looking at the relationships we were in or, you know, entertaining or considering from, from not a place of like, I have to hang on to this, right? A lot of people get into a relationship and think I have to hang on to this, but rather than getting into that, we were more like, is this what I really want? And, and both of us, you know, in our, in our past made conscious decisions to end relationships that people might've said were good relationships, you know, like on the surface, like it was a good relationship, but I think we were both kind of coming from this place of like, you know, I'm really clear about what I want and this is a good person, you know, but it's not, it's not really the relationship that I want. And I think that's something that we both kind of shared, but we found not everybody has, you know, and, and so that's the mindset that we work to cultivate with people rather than just like, I just want to find somebody and fall in love and live happily ever after. It's more like, well, let's, let's take a step back and let's really think about what do you want in a partner? What do you want in a relationship? And don't just go out and find somebody, go out and find the somebody. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and that's kind of, that's kind of where we come from with this. Yeah. Cause I don't see any of my friends or anything. No one has like the same relationship. So when somebody says a good relationship or a typical, I just want a good one or something, it's like, uh, I have no idea what they're talking about because it seems like everyone's relationships different. And so to figure out what that individual person wants may be something different than what, you know, somebody else wants. So, um, so is that a process that y'all went through together as, as a couple to figure out, you know, what you wanted out of the relationship? And I guess what would some of those things be that, you know, people don't have and they're striving for like, um, like passion or communication or what, what are some of those pillars that, that build a, a good developing relationship? Yeah, I, I have to say, I mean, number one, I think, um, and you asked earlier, like, what does someone do to get ready to, to be in a relationship? Yeah. Um, it's, it's being clear about what you want and what kind of relationship you want to be in. So um, because of my relationships that I'd had in the past that didn't really work out or I was always stressed out in, or I felt like they were kind of toxic. Um, I knew like, I want to be in a relationship where, where I'm important to the other person. You know, I want to be in a relationship where the other person treats me with kindness and with respect. And that when we have problems and challenges, he's not like yelling his head off at me and disrespecting me. He's actually, he's talking to me like we're both human beings and, and we can come together and resolve issues in, in a nonviolent way. Um, and so like just being really clear about, I, I want to be important to somebody. I want, I want someone who's respectful. I want someone who's kind. I want someone who's loving. I want someone who, who can laugh with me. And so that I don't, I don't, you know, get so wrapped up in like my stress that I'm, I'm you know, it, it, it ends up augmenting our stress together. Like we can be easy and laugh together. Um, when we met, there was, uh, I wouldn't say like, as soon as I saw him or the first conversation we had, it was like checking off all the boxes. It wasn't like that, but there was something about him that was, that was like, this is really interesting. I, 
this is an interesting connection that we have. Let's see. And as we started talking um, and as we started connecting, there were qualities that would come up. Like I could tell he's, he's kind, he's loving. Um, he values hard work. He's ambitious. He, he wants to change the world. He's got, he's got um, good family values. He's got, he's, he's into health and wellness. Something very important to me is one of my values in life. And so I started to notice some of those things and, you know, we, we decided to become exclusive. We got together. Um, and as our relationship unfolded, we were like, well, you know, what is the kind of relationship we want to have? Um, we were long distance for three years. Um, he was in Florida and I was in New Jersey. And so we would only see each other every, every few weeks. So it was like, well, it's really important to me that we can see each other often. How are we going to make that happen? And so the both of us would work our schedules to figure out, okay, when is the next time we're going to see each other? So we both made the relationship important. And because of those challenges, we were like, okay, you know, we want to, because this is an interesting situation, we're going to, this is how we're going to make our relationship important. We're always going to know the next time at, at the end of a visit, we're going to know when is the next time we're going to see each other. And, and I knew I, I would know by things like that, that he would make the relationship important. And I, I always felt valued in the relationship because of that. And that was super important to me. I had, I had relationships in the past where I came, I came like absolutely last, forget about second. Like it was like, I was the last resort, you know? And, and this made me feel good. I, I had a, I had a boyfriend that uh, wouldn't drive to see me. He lived an hour away from me, but he, he didn't want to take a drive to see me because he didn't want to put too many miles on his car. Oh. And here was a man who lived thousands of miles away from me. And at, at the end of one of our visits, he's like, I'm looking up flights to come see you next weekend. And I was like, wow, you know, this, the last guy I was with, didn't even want to drive an hour. This guy wants to fly 1200 miles to see me. That's amazing. This, this person's like really serious. And so it's not always the words that people say. It's like their actions and their attitudes and how they show you that the relationship is important. And like, that was, that was one way that, that I knew like, this is it for me. Like I, I this is the kind of partner I want to be with. He, he considers me in his, in his decisions. And he, he is, it's important to him that I know that I'm important to him um, among many, many things. Well, and, and I think to a, to a certain degree, we were both really clear about what we wanted. And, and to another degree, there were things that still needed to be clarified. So you know, a lot of people who come into our courses are like, okay, I want to get it all clear. So I just know, and it's just like, check off the boxes. And we're like, well, it doesn't really work like that. Like, you know, get as clear as you can now. And then there were a lot of things that came up in our relationship. Like there was a t-shirt I used to wear that she didn't like. Right. <laughs> and you know, that was like, that was one of our first challenging conversations we had where she's like, I really hate it when you wear that t-shirt. I just wish you wouldn't wear it. And, you know, that was like something that that's the kind of thing you can't prepare for, right. you know? But I, I think what we had in our relationship was this, this natural way of communicating. And, and because, because we just made a habit of talking about what was important to us, you know, we, we came to the relationship with a certain amount of clarity. And then from there, we continued to clarify things with each other, you know? And so there's something you said about, you know, you want to be able to have a disagreement without screaming at each other. And mm -hmm. I think something we've always practiced is like, 
talking about what's going on from a cool place, you know, right. and, and like being open to listening and hearing and sharing. And we certainly haven't always done it perfectly, but I think because we started the relationship with this level of consciousness about like, we're both looking to create something special. We're both clear about what we want. We're, you know, we're both asking for what we want. Mm -hmm. And, and because we started the relationship in that way, it, it's been very easy, the things that we weren't clear about to clarify them together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people we see get into relationships and uncomfortable stuff comes up, but they don't talk about it. They don't discuss it. They don't speak about it. They don't share about it. They don't ask for what they need. And then it just builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up. And because they've never worked out that skill to talk about it and to, to share with each other and to ask and to support and because they've never practiced that skill, when it does come out, it comes out in these blow up fights that, you know, are, are just almost impossible to overcome. So yeah. I, I think it's, oh, go ahead. Yeah. We've been talking a lot. <laughs> so when you, when you're, when you're doing that, when you're communicating and getting on the same page, is that something that you do in the moment or do you schedule time to, to go over things? Um, I mean, usually it happens in the moment and like, I think there have been times where if it's been like a really big thing, it, it's been like, that's all we did that day, you know, was we just sat on the couch and worked it out. But, you know, I mean, it usually happens in the moment. I can't think of a, I can't think of a time when we ever had to schedule something. I, I think there are times when we've had to say like, we just can't talk about this right now. You know, so, and then for whatever reason, and so we would come back to it later, but, you know, for the most part, it comes up when it comes up and we deal with it then, I think, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when people ask us too, it depends on the relationship because if, if, if it's not, it's not always an opportune moment to talk about things that are really challenging, but you don't right. want to let the moment pass either. So, um, you know, we, it doesn't, it doesn't usually happen like that for us, but if it were to happen, we'd be like, can we make some time to talk about this later? Cause I think that there are some really important points here and we would both have an agreement to do that. Um, we've also, you know, sometimes, um, women come and they say, you know, like I, I have, I've been having this challenge, but he's always kind of like always busy or he's always running out the door or I don't know how to bring it up. And we recommend that, that you say, listen, I, you know, I have some things I want to share with you. Can we make some time tonight or tomorrow night um, to discuss that and make an agreement about when you're going to talk about it um, in case the other partner is like somebody who's just who's frazzled or maybe not as used to having these conversations. We just like to get it out of the way because the faster we resolve whatever is coming up, the, the, the quicker we can get back to enjoying our time together. And we just love that. So we love, we love to be able to get it out of the way. So we have the rest of the afternoon or the rest of the, the night to enjoy each other and to enjoy each other's company. And that's not kind of hanging over our head. We don't really like to let things linger for too long. Yeah. But you know, there, there are all kinds of relationships too. And we recognize that this just happens to work for us. And I think, I think it's always best too, because then, I don't like to go to bed upset about something or with something hanging uh, over our relationship. So, so, you know, we've just come into the habit of as soon as something comes up, we want to deal with it. 
Yeah, and, and I think, you know, if scheduling is what it takes, you know, if maybe somebody is listening to this, if scheduling is what it takes, then schedule it. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think it's, what's important is that the conversation is being had and the mechanism for getting there is is less important than the fact that it happens. So if you have to schedule it, schedule it, absolutely. Yeah, because it's always those one of those awkward conversations probably that you don't want to have. And so just bringing something negative up about the other person seems to always, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings or, you know, I'm not trying to make you change, but this this might be affecting me. And so uh the way that you bring it up seems to be uh you know it's always a touchy subject so i know that we're kind of like you my fiance and i you know if if there's something we always kind of handle it in the moment and then uh just like to move on and so always try to have a clean slate and and so that's good to hear but what if you're dating and you have like non-negotiables, um, you know, whether it's kids or marriage. Um, how do you bring that up? Is it on the first date? Is it, do you wait? Um, how do you have that conversation with, with somebody? You want to take it? Or? <laughs> I was just going to say, we, we recommend, uh, especially with something like kids or marriage, you know, to, to bring it up early on in the relationship. You might not want to bring it up within the first five minutes of a date, but as you're getting to know each other and, and being like, you know, are you interested in having a long-term relationship? I'm looking for a long-term relationship. Um, as, as you're getting that out of the way at the beginning of dating, um, I think it, we always say it's, it's, it's best to handle it on the front end. Um, that was a, a big concern for me when we first got together. And very, very early on, I said, um, it's, it's really important to me to have children. Um, how do you feel about that? And we kind of explored it together. I think it's also really important not to make the other person wrong if they if they don't choose that. It's it's this is what's important to me, and I'm I'm letting you know is that something that you're you're open to and that you that you would want to have in your relationship, and and let the person reply from whatever their their viewpoint is. Um, and if they're not looking for that, you know, like thank you very much, I respect that, but that's really not going to work for me. Um, I think when we when we think we can change the other person's mind about whatever the non-negotiable is, uh, I think that gets us into trouble. So that's one of the reasons why we, we suggest people bring it up right, right at the beginning because it, it, it prevents having to have that emotional attachment that later makes you think like, oh, maybe they'll change their mind later or I'm, I'm too invested now to give up. So uh, if, if you know what you're looking for and you put it out on the front end, chances are um, you, just, you clear it up and, and uh, you're better able to make a choice from there. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, there's, there's a fundamental mindset where people go wrong here. And it's, it's coming at it from how do I get the, how do I get this person like me? Or how do I get their approval? Or how do I get them to want to see me again? And like, as soon as you, as soon as you start heading in that direction, you're off track. You know, and it really, and it's so, I mean, I've done it both. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so easy to fall into. But as soon as you start going down that track, like you're off track, because now, now you're basically disempowered because you're like, okay, so I'm going to be whoever you want me to be. 
rather than I'm going to be me and, and you either are on board with that or you're not. And so I think like even with commitment, with kids, with things like that, a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, I, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to scare them off or, you know, what if they don't want the same things? And, and it's almost like if I could just get them to like me, then I can sneak the kids in later. <laughs> then, you know, if I could just get them to like me, then I can sneak the commitment in later. And it's like that is going to blow up in your face every time. You know, it, it's like, it's, and like, you, you know, we had the discussion where she's like, I want kids. And I'm like, well, okay. I, I don't necessarily want kids. Like I don't sit around and dream about having children at that time in my life. I, I, that's not where I was, you know, but I was, but I was like, okay, you know, I get that that's important to you. I get that, you know, like that's a non-negotiable for you. So I'm really clear going into this relationship that if, if we're together, years from now and you know we're building a life together having kids is going to be a part of that and i agreed to that on the front end so you know and it, it was like that could have scared me off i could have been like sorry no kids for me see ya and that was a risk okay. she was willing to take yeah so i was really clear and 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 i was i was clear with him too it didn't mean that he wasn't a good person it didn't mean that you know he he i didn't like him it just meant this is what i'm looking for this is the kind of relationship i want to be in i still want to be a mother are you on board with that if you're not that's okay but we're just not going to be in a relationship because i'm, I'm really clear that that's that's what i want in, in a long-term relationship so and and i i think it's really important to i, I think it's really important to to bring it up in, in the beginning because it establishes a baseline for the relationship and, and then nobody feels hoodwinked, you know, it was like, well, you didn't tell me or I wasn't sure. And, 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 and now it's like, it's, it's gone too far and now you don't know what to do about it. And it creates a lot of issues later. And it's the same thing with bringing up issues. You may, you may not bring up issues. Like I want to make sure that we communicate 100% with respect, like right on the first date, but as situations come up, um, and uncomfortable things happen, or you, you need to have some of those uncomfortable conversations. If you sweep it under the rug and you go, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't really want to say anything now. It, it just creates a bigger issue later on. You know, it's, it's easier to bring it up as it's happening rather than letting it build up, build up, build up. And then a year down the line, years down the line, it comes up and it's a total blowout. You don't know how, how to work through it. So we always, we like to take the approach of, you know, as stuff comes up, bring it up. And if you've got, if you feel really strongly about something, bring it up and have a discussion about it. Doesn't mean that you necessarily have to make a decision right then and there, but at least bring it up and be having a conversation about it. So you both can get on the same page or at least learn what the other person is feeling about it. Yeah, so talking to y'all, I get it very clear that y'all are conscious and you know what you want. It's like, there's a theme that it's, you know what you want and if something um, happens opposite of that, you're very aware of it. And so I guess, how did you get so in tuned or clear on what you wanted? Is that something that you wrote down or just over time you, you developed um, just the bad relationships, and then you knew you wanted to go the other way. Um, how did you get so clear on what you wanted? Well, I, I think it's actually, you know, anytime you experience something you don't want, yeah. that, that gives you a really 
awesome clue about what you do want. You know, it's, and the way we talk about it in our courses is like, if you have a pendulum, the pendulum swings to one side, it's going to swing equally to the other side. So every, everything that's ever happened, if you look back on your relationships and every, you know, every time somebody's lied to you, cheated you, you know, anything that's ever happened, like disrespected you, dishonored you, put you down, like there is an equal opposite to that. So if you look at what you don't want and you can clarify what, what happened that you didn't want, you just swing the pendulum to the other side and you can clarify exactly what you do want. Mm -hmm. What most people do is they look at what they don't want and they just keep talking about it. And then they tell their friends about it. And then they, and then they post on social media about it. And then they tell their mom about it. And then their mom reinforces it and says, Oh yeah, that happened to me too. And then, and before you know it, they're talking to everybody about it and everybody's talking to them about it. And, and they've created this whole reality where that's what exists and that's all there is. And everywhere they go, that's all they see. That's all they think about. And every time they go on a date, they're sitting there going, is this person going to do what that person did? And they've created this whole mental reality of where this is what, this is what it's like. This is how, and, and that's all that exists. And it, it, it's simple, but I know it's not easy because, you know, we all have addictive thinking yeah, there's actually, uh, I know there's Facebook groups of like Bumble nightmares or Tinder nightmares. And so <laughs> the girls just trash the guys saying, don't date him or don't do this. And so they're just reading that like all day, just all these nightmare stories. So kind of like. Yeah. Wow. But if you can take that and, and we use it, you know, it's, if you can take those bad experiences or those negative experiences and, and really get clear. Okay. I, I get it that I don't want this. Okay. I don't want this kind of person. Well, well, what does that translate into that? I do want. And I mean, you, you mentioned like, did I, did we write it or whatever? I, after every bad breakup, I just wrote, I, I was, I used to keep a journal and I was a prolific journal writer and I would just write like, pages and pages about the kind of relationship I did want because I was so tired of the relationship that I didn't want. And, and when I go back, I go back sometimes and I, and I look at some of my entries, I'm just like, wow, you know, I got really clear. And it, the more you, you affirm what it is that you want, the more you have like radar out there that you can recognize the person when they show up in your life. But if all you're doing is going, I don't want this, you're like, all men are like that. And I don't want that. And I don't want this. And I don't, I don't want a relationship like that. I don't want to feel like this. You're never, you're never actually affirming what you do want. So even if it shows up in your life, you're not even going to recognize it because you're so focused on what it is that you, the experiences you don't want, the kind of person you don't want, the kind of dating life you don't want. So I think it's a really powerful practice. And it's interesting because, you know, a lot of people are just like, Oh, I'm afraid to daydream about it because it's not going to happen anyway. And they don't, they won't even let themselves go there and imagine their ideal relationship. But that is like 100% probably one of the best places to start because we've all had bad experiences. We've all had relationships that we, that we don't want. We've all had, um, we've all had been part of negative behavior patterns that we don't want to have in our relationships. And then to, to take that, it, it's actually, actually empowering to be like, okay, I don't want that. This is what I want. And this is the kind of partner that, that, that I want to have. And this is what we do. And this is how he talks to me. And this is the kind of relationship that we have and just keep dreaming about that. 
you know, I, I, my clients, I always recommend that either they, they journal about it or they do a vision board about it. They get creative with it and like really get that kind of image in their mind. Cause it's just, it, it just creates a, an awareness of it, of when it does show up. And then you get that intuitive sense, like, Hmm, this is interesting. Wow. I kind of like that. Wow. I've kind of been looking for this. Like, let me explore this a little more. And, um, and I think it really works. Yeah. And I think, what is it? The, is it like a fear that's holding people back? Cause I know it's like some people who have been in a relationship and then were in love and then they broke up. It's like so painful that, mm. um, that they're scared to go back or I guess how does somebody overcome that, um, that the pain, like they know they, what love is, but they're scared of it now. I think, you know, there are a few things. And one is, is I think allowing yourself to dream. And like, you, mm-hmm. like you just said, people won't even allow themselves to daydream about it. And that's, it's so true. Like people won't even allow themselves to think about what it might be like, you know, because yeah, out of fear or out of just like the, the judgment of themselves, like that's unrealistic. Why would I waste my time thinking about something that's unrealistic, you know? So I think allowing yourself to dream is, is a huge part of overcoming that hurt, you know, time is part of it. Like if you've had a broken heart, it's going to take time. There's no, there's no way around that, you know? Um, so I, I think time is part of it. I think part of it is choosing to put yourself in positive environments absolutely you know if you're if if you want a conscious relationship but you're surrounded by friends who just trash talk men and you're in a facebook group where everyone's posting about their bad dates and you're you know if your entire environment is telling you how impossible it is And then you say, well, I want that. But everywhere you look, you're just having people tell you how impossible it is. Like the chances of you having that are like, you're never going to have that. You know, like it's, it's got to begin with you making some conscious effort to get out of that cycle. So, you know, it's like you, when somebody wants something enough and like when somebody wants something enough, they'll do anything to get it. Go ahead. Yeah. You're right. That's the key, right? They have to want it. It's like, Mm -hmm you have to want it so bad that you'll do anything to get it. And it's like, I feel so bad for the people who, who don't want it. And so it's like, they'd rather be miserable or single or um, not that being in a relationships. I mean, you can see both sides of it, but um, you know, it's just some people, I, they try to be in a relationship and then they just, you know, have a breakup or a bad breakup, and then it happens over and over. Do you think it's that person and they're attracting the wrong people? Or do you think they've just dated the wrong people? I know it's kind of a tough question just because it's case by case, but um, because I kind of believe in like the law of attraction. So you got to like, you got to deserve what you want. So if you want a great guy, I mean, you have to be a great girl to deserve that great guy and vice versa. And so you have to do the work to become that person who would date that person or be with that person. 
And so um, I guess part of y'all's job is kind of dealing with people who have gone through some of that. So how do you talk to people about, you know, maybe it's not their relationships, maybe it's you and you need to change. Like, is, are those some of the conversations you have to have with people? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, we we, 100%. Certainly, we certainly do. And and I think, you know, it's not, here's the thing is, is nobody's, nobody's broken or nobody's bad. Like, I, I think this, it can get, it can tend to have people feel like you're saying there's something wrong with them when you go, well, you're the one who's attracting all these relationships. So what's up with you? You know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> You know, I think there are genuine good people that just have some negative stuff around relationships. And so even though they're genuine, good, honest people, they're just attracting horrible relationships over and over again. So it's not like, well, you're a bad person and that's why you get bad relationships. It's not like that. It's like, okay, so if you're the common denominator in all these relationships and they're showing up the same way again and again and again, you've got to acknowledge that like you must be doing something or being some way or putting something out there that is drawing this in again and again. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but it it does mean that you're probably doing something unconsciously that you don't want to be doing, (laughs) you know? So it's really about discovering what is that, you know, what are those beliefs that you're living your life from? What are the bad habits in terms of, you know, the way you're putting yourself out there, whether it's on dating apps, whether it's with men or with women or, you know, like, what are the beliefs? What are the bad habits? And, and like, it, it is, like you said, law of attraction. It's, it's kind of just, you know, call it law of attraction, call it karma, call it what comes around, goes around, you know, but it's, it's, it's kind of this universal principle that whatever's coming into your life, you're inviting that in in some way. And so, you know, it's not, it's not accusing you, like you're all screwed up and that's why you have screwed up relationships, but it's like, let's investigate, you know, let's figure out what you're doing, how you're being, what you're thinking that is constantly bringing things to you in that same way over and over again. Yeah. And, and we, we, we work a lot also on, you know, where, where is the focus? Because I think a lot of people go out dating or like thinking, you know, if I find the right person or if I get the right relationship, then I'll be happy, you know, and really working like that's a belief too. you know, thinking about those belief systems. So when you're going around like chasing a relationship because you're going to, you think it's going to make you happy rather than recognizing like, I'm going to, I'm going to be the best version of myself and, and live the best version of my life. And that's going to attract the right person into my life. It's going to attract the right opportunities to meet that person in my life. It's going to attract the right environments for me to, for me to be in. Like that is so key in, in what we teach people. And it, it doesn't sound it like, of course it sounds logical when we speak it out loud, but most people are living their life chasing their happiness or chasing the relationship or chasing a career rather than, than being the person that that relationship or that career or that, that happiness makes sense for, you know? So, so that I, that is a a huge part of the law of attraction is like being the person that the person you're looking for is looking for, you know? And, and a lot of that is being clear about like, 
what is the kind of relationship I'm looking for? What are the qualities of, of the person, this relationship that I'm looking for? And like, what in my life is just not speaking to that? So um, Shane gave the example before, like if you want a conscious relationship, but you constantly put yourself in positions where everyone's putting down relationships and putting down uh, men and like constantly reinforcing the, the negative beliefs and thought patterns about relationships, you're probably not going to have a conscious relationship. So recognizing like, where in my life do I have to detox some of that? Like, I want a conscious relationship. Let me start hanging out with people that are exhibiting those positive qualities of the person that I want to, that, that I want to attract. And that's going to make me um, be a certain kind of person. And then I'll find myself in, in having opportunities and in places where I can meet the kind of people I actually want to meet. So it's a, it's a really holistic program. Uh, and, and the things that we teach are really centered around like, uh, right. I keep using detox, but it, it is, it's kind of like a mental detox and detox your life kind of thing. Um, because it shifts your awareness into the areas that you should be focusing on rather than reinforcing those areas that maybe are contributing to, to not having success. Yeah, that's great. I hundred percent agree with all of that. Um, what does your course look like? What you said, you mentioned you're mainly the, you're to the dating, the people just getting into dating. Is that your main target? Yeah, so we um, primarily we work with women. I, I, I do coach men, but as far as our work together, we primarily work with women. And we work with women specifically who are looking for the man of their dreams, who are looking to create a lifelong committed conscious relationship with their ideal partner. Um, and so, you know, most of the work we do, we do coach couples, and like I said, I coach men too, but most of the work we do is really geared towards that person, that person who's out there going like, I'm ready to meet the man of my dreams. How do I find him? And um, our, our course, we have, we have several courses, but our, our introductory course is called a Crash Course in Love. And that is really like the foundations of creating a conscious relationship, worthiness, confidence, clarity, um, you know, knowing what you want, knowing the principles and the values that you're looking for in a partner, like really establishing that identity of like, yes, I, I deserve this. I I'm committed to this and I will have this, you know, it's really, that's like kind of our introductory courses, just getting on that basis of, yes, I know what I want. I deserve to have it. And I will. Have it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's yeah. So you're, so you're focused on the mindset. Like you want the people to change their mindset from, um, whatever it is, the bad spiral that they were in to seeing the good, perfect uh, relationship at the end and trying to visualize that and solidify it and get clarity on it. Um, yeah, and, and to really believe that it's possible too. You know, um, I can't tell you how many times it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's good. I, I love everything you say, but I don't believe it's possible for me. You know, so um, even, even working with people that, to, to just affirm and let them know, like, absolutely, this is 100% possible for you. Um, you may not be able to see it right now, but it's, but it absolutely is there. And, and to have that, that like trust and that hope that if, if I keep, if I keep my focus set on that, that it is going to show up in my life. I don't have to feel defeated every time I go on a date or I don't have to feel frustrated about dating. I could actually enjoy it. 
Um, I could actually have fun with it. It could actually be a really great experience. And, um, and in the process, I'm, I'm, I'm living my passionate life. I'm living, I'm living the life of my dreams. And, and I know I'm going to meet the person as I'm doing that in my life. So I think it's a really, I think we, we, we really seek to empower women, especially to, to believe in that and believe in themselves because it's absolutely hundred percent possible for everybody. Yeah, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say in, in terms of our, in terms of our programs, um, you know, the, the first, we have three programs that you do, you know, first, second, third. And the first program is really about establishing that identity, establishing that, yes, I can have this, I deserve to have it and I will have it. Um, the, the next program is really about, okay, so how do you do it? You know, what are the skills you need? What are the strategies? How, like, how are you going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. And then the third program is really about, okay, you know, time to make it happen. So it, it's about, it's, it's the, our third program is really like a lifestyle program where we, our, our main focus is passion really, which is, you know, live a passionate, fully expressed and fulfilled life live a life where you are putting yourself in the environments where you would meet the person you want to meet naturally and effortlessly. And when you're in those environments, you're being the person that the person you're looking for wants to meet. Mm -hmm. So it's like, really, you know, you need to, you need to be in environments where you are pursuing your passion and, and you're exhibiting the qualities, those best parts of yourself that your ideal partner is out there looking for. So when you see them, they go, oh yeah, there she is, or there he is. You know, it's like, it's like, okay, got it. And that's really, that's really the goal, right? Is, is to get there to meet that person, so. Yeah, that's great. Uh, it's good that y'all are doing that and have a, such a giving mission to, to help people out there. Because I know, when you're trying to find somebody, it's, it's always difficult. You can spend years, um, bad relationships, just dating and, and trying to find that right person. So having people out there like y'all, um, helping people, um, speed up that process or even find a better partner than maybe they would have. Um, so I congratulate y'all on, on your mission and doing, doing that work. So thank you yeah, yeah. We, we love it we it, it's it's really great it's it's great noticing everybody's growth and and to see them go from from the introduction all throughout our courses and and actually make it happen in their life it's it's really fulfilling and, and we know how it feels you know it's like i remember like coming home from a bad date or being on a dating app and you know getting <laughs> ghosted and uh, you know like getting really into someone and then having her say, I just see you as a friend. And, you know, like, I mean, I remember all the feelings. I remember going to bed alone and seeing all my friends be in relationships and wondering like, you know, am I just going to be alone my whole life? And like, and like, I think, you know, if, if I had had somebody share with me, then the information that we're sharing now, mm-hmm. it would have been like, Oh, like that's, that's really, really good to have that, you know, because um, I, I didn't. And, you know, fortunately, I, I think we, we both did a lot of work on our, on our mindset and, you know, not necessarily, we weren't going to relationship courses, but we were going to 
personal development trainings and, and, you know, we were growing. And, and so fortunately we did have the support we needed to get the right mindset. And I wish somebody had told me how this applies to relationships. You know, we, we kind of had to figure that out <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess once you're in a relationship to sustain that and to increase it would, what do you think about counseling? Is that a good good thing to go to a counselor or relationship therapist or um, what's y'all's take on, on that? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. We both, we both worked with coaches. Actually, we worked with a couple um, that, that were husband and wife who were coaches. And then um, he coached me and she coached her and, and we worked with both of them for about three years. Um, and that, that really helped us during that period of time, you know, that was when we were figuring out our relationship, when we decided to get married, even through actually getting married and moving in together. So, you know, if, if we hadn't had them, like, I, I think we would have, things would have been a lot more challenging. I think they really helped us figure some things out. Um, Whatever form it takes, yeah. whether it's, you know, a counselor, a marriage counselor or a therapist or a coach or whatever kind of support, um, I think any kind of support is actually really, really helpful in relationships because we don't always have the skills to get through things on our own. And we might be like, oh, let's figure this out by ourselves. And that's fine. You know, the attitude and the intention is really great. Um, and it always helps to have an outside perspective or someone, someone you can go to, like someone that you can go to just to run things by and to, and to help see some of the gaps. I mean, you know, we both have, have coaches. I continue to have a, a coach and, and like, it's not that we can't deal with our issues in our relationship. We're really good at communicating. And then I have somebody that I trust. She's almost kind of like a mentor. And, and I, I, I talk freely about like stuff that's coming up in our relationship and she helps me find maybe a different approach or a different perspective that I didn't see before. And it, it helps, it improves my relationship. Um, I think it's really important. I, I used to be married um, years ago and um, in another relationship and, um, and I knew our relationship was over when we were having trouble. And my, my ex-husband at the time just didn't want to go to therapy. He didn't want to, he didn't want to explore any kind of outside help. And he's like, oh, I've never been to a therapist and I'll never go. And, and it was so disheartening for me because I felt like we really need some help here. I don't really know the answers. And clearly you don't either. How are we going to get through this? And I think it would have helped so much to be able to, 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 to see anybody, a counselor, a social worker, a, a marriage therapist, something. Um, and so we always encourage people like, whatever form it takes, you know, like start somewhere, even if it's just a relationship book you know, relationship workshop, a class, like we're living in a, in an age where there's so much available in terms of, you know, educating yourself and like start somewhere and then, and go from there. Um, you know, we find, we find outside help really, really helpful, like a coach or a counselor. Um, but even if it's just like going to a couple's workshop, like go, because, you know, there's, we can never feel like we have all the answers ourselves, you know, we're, we're constantly learning and our relationship grows because of that. Yeah. And I'd also suggest everyone to go check out your Instagram and all the content that you're putting out 
because that's great and you're helping people. Um, where do you guide people to, to to find out more about your coaching programs and all the content? Yeah, the uh, the best place to um, best place to connect with us definitely Instagram. We put a lot of content on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel as well, but um, so you go to the Living Relationship on Instagram and also YouTube. Um, that'll be a great way to to access a lot of our content. Um, and if you go to uh, if you go to Instagram, go to the link in our bio. We have a quiz there. Are you ready for a conscious relationship? Take the quiz, and at the end of the quiz, you'll be able to subscribe to our email list. And then that's like the that's like the insider relationship there. That's that's where you get all the good stuff. So um, so yeah, to to connect with us, you know, go to Instagram, get on our email list. And you will be the first to know about everything we have going on and, you know, all the ways we can help you create your lifetime love. Yeah. So. And we have a website too, thelivingrelationship.com. Yes. We have a blog. So if you want to poke around there and read more about how we think about relationships, that's a, that's a really great resource too. Yeah. One final question I had to ask this question was how, how do you keep it spicy? <laughs> that's everybody's favorite question. <laughs> we have a lot of date nights. Yeah. any kind of date nights so even during the pandemic when we weren't really going out we would get really creative and have picnics in the living room or just set up the table really nice with a good dinner whatever we made and like you know a glass of wine and candlesticks and um we make we make time on a regular basis to spend time together and um and that's that's i think really really important it's the effort yeah i think it really literally is that it's effort you know like it's no relationship is going to stay spicy just because yeah you know it's like it's like you do it because it's important and you know if 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 somebody a couple is like out of the loop they don't feel like it's spicy like what do you do like i would say set aside one night a week Mm -hmm. and, and commit to it and like every single week no matter what Friday night, Saturday night, whatever, that's our night. And people might be like, well, I have this on Friday night. Like, well, how important is your relationship? Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, there's always going to be something else you could do. Yeah. But if you can't take one night a week and dedicate it to your relationship, like to me, that says like, I've really got to check in with how important this is to me, you know? So like if, if somebody's struggling with that, that's where I would start. Take one night a week, commit to it and every single week and then go from there. But you know, like that's, you got to start somewhere. I would start there. Yeah. You have to have the intention and then, you know, what you do, like the things you actually do to make it spicy. There are so many ideas and, you know, if people are having a hard time generating ideas, like Google it, you know, fun ways to, to, um, follow the dating divas. The dating divas. Yeah. <laughs> But like, you know, there was, there was a time we, we spent a lot of time apart when we were long distance. And like, I, I don't even know where I heard this, but I, I found about, out about like these love notes. So I just started sending love notes by email, by text message. Just started making them up with postcards. Some of them were, you know, sexy. Some of them were, you know, sweet. And, and I just every day would just send a love note and like that kept us connected. And that's something really simple. So it doesn't always have to be like a blowout thing. You think you have to have like some huge romantic gesture. It can be something simple like that. 
Um, it, and Shane does a really good job of surprising me with flowers every so often. And I, I absolutely love that. That always makes me like really, it touches my heart. So it can be, it can be small gestures. It can be grand gestures, but the point is be thinking about it and be putting effort towards it because there are so many little ways that you can, you can keep the connection alive and keep the fire alive in your relationship. But what's most important is that you, you both want to put the effort in. I love it. Thank you so much, Fatima, Shane, <laughs> the living relationship. Um, everything that y'all do, you provide such good advice to people out there. You've literally turned, turned your mess into your message. And so you've been, <laughs> you've struggled that. and been through what, um, what people are going through right now. And so you can help guide them through the relationship of their dreams. And so uh, I hope people go and check out your content, um, go to your courses and website. So thanks for being on the podcast today. Awesome. Thanks for having us. We've had a good time. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Really, really appreciate this. So thank you for having us.